1: Good morning, everyone. Jurassic Views, Zia Quiana, Bryce Diamond. Sunday morning, on a dreary day, uh, a day to contemplate, a day to reflect, evaluate, uh, a day to to cleanse oneself from past demons, recent episodes and sins that have been made. Is this an Quirina.
0: intervention? Is
1: this an Zia- intervention? <laughs> Why Quirina. do I feel
0: guilty? Why do I feel guilty right yeah.
1: now? Yeah, that's good. That's where we got to start in the confessional booth. Uh, after Friday's loss with uh, a brief, very brief one-game stint in front of Drake in Toronto – and now back on the road in Philly. How are you feeling? What's going on? You're in Toronto. What are the feelings there? Uh, tell me it all, man. Give me a tell-all.
0: Well, I feel it for the fans that went, right? This was, I think, one of the first games where we could go uh, to a full capacity. Yeah. Um, and at an on a Friday night. And so I was out and about after work and... I saw just um, an oceanic view of Raptor fans, right? right. Taking the subway, um, headed to the Scotiabank Arena. And it was quite exciting, right, to see that. Um, and um, And then with the outcome of the game, I could only, for me, sense that kind of disappointment amongst fans, especially the way we lost. Um uh because I remember I remember those years, you know, after going to the game um and you know losing during the Chris Bosch era. And and in that ride and that ride home, you know, you kind of decompressing are deconstructing, yeah. overanalyzing the game, um to the degree which it you just went to a, into an abyss. Now that those 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 dark era, that dark era is no longer but um it was it stung that, that it stung yeah. and it actually yeah. brought you back to a feeling that you, we probably um navigated during the 2018 season right like the Lebronto that LeBronto feeling that it's like traumatic and triggering i'm like goodness gracious like why does this guy continue to do this to us the effect mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but uh i actually i don't know if I know you went you you went deep dive what I did is I actually took a step back I could not yeah. take any content I didn't listen to any post game reviews will Lou uh, Raptors Republic um, I took in a few of the highlights again just to kind of comb over some some mistakes and um, and the play of Scotty but aside from that I had to price I had to distance myself then emotionally because I was like nope I I'm not, this is not 2018. This is not Dwayne Casey. This is not, you know what I mean? At the helm. Uh, this is still part of the learning curve.
1: So, um, this is not JV playing volleyball in game one. (laughs) Uh, listen, it, it was so, uh, dark, maybe dark's not the right term. I was so, uh, frustrated by the loss that I probably for half an hour watched replays on Friday night of what Nick nurse was doing when Westbrook got the steal. I was looking Mm. for body language. I was Mm -hmm. looking for, I was trying to see if I could, you know, hear, if I turned up the volume enough, could I hear Nick nurse yelling over the crowd? Uh, I was, I was watching to see if he got animated close to when Westbrook shot it and Scotty was right on him. Uh, I I watched Pascal. Pascal was the veteran on the floor close to the play because Fred was on the other side of the court. Um, I I was looking for all the moments the the pass, sorry, first, you know, the decision not to give it to Gary in the backcourt second, the decision uh, not to, try and like thread the needle a bit by getting it into Fred. Uh, Then looking if he could do like a fade route NFL style to the corner with Pascal. Why, you know, why pass the ball to precious? Why pass the ball on the sideline? I was thinking about Danny green, turning it over in game six of the finals. I so much was going on in my head. And I was like, this is not just one person's fault. This is not, this is an accumulation of error. This Bad is, decisions, yeah. yeah, this is, you know, misfortune, uh, you know, with an exponent of 10 happening. Um, and you know what? I, I I could I could dissect the play like that and I could point to all the errors. And then what gave me solace, what finally – Took me to a place of acceptance <laughs> was our leader, our captain, not the coach, who who had some good things to say. Don't get me wrong. Nick Nurse always has some good things to say. puts into perspective ha- has a bit of Zen Arson Wenger type belief. Um, but what she brought his so- own optimism, Wenger? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but what gave me the the acceptance that I needed on Saturday morning was Fred Van Vliet talking about how we've all made stupid plays. We've all forgot about the options that we had, like a foul to give, or sending them to the line on the second play, or holding on to the ball if you're precious a Chuo. And if it if if they get a jump ball, so be it. Um, all these, you know, calling a timeout cause you still had an extra time out, all these things you could have done. And Freddie just said, these things happen. You, you beat up yourself. You go through the process. This is what rookie mistakes and learning and development is all about. He's been there. As he said, he was there. He's done this in the playoffs. He's made bonehead plays. Uh, he's watched other guys who are are more veterans, like Mm -hmm. DeMar, like Kyle, make these mistakes. Um, And and he's like, as shitty as it is, as crappy as it is, these mistakes actually help you make better decisions, be more aware of yourself and the moment of the game when it really matters. And at the end of the game, when I think about this Lakers loss – it's just a regular season game against a West, Western team. I mean, that's how you have to view it. As much as you want to beat LeBron, you want Westbrook to step on the line for a two. As, as much as you, you know, want to laugh at Frank Vogel for, you know, how bad this team has played. As much as you want to make fun of Carmelo Anthony for barely making the play-in. At the end of the game, this is just another loss. One loss of, of 31 over the course of the season against a west coast team. Fred
0: VanVleet, I know he has uh, a lot of entrepreneurial ventures going on yep. one yep. that he may have to consider. Um, uh, post NBA um, yep. playing career is life coach. Goodness gracious. Absolutely. Like Bryce, I'm I'm ready to take in his service to yep. for him to give me um, counseling sessions on how Well, We have master classes. Process. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> on leadership. <laughs> um my gosh um i'm i'm prepared for that masterclass annual rate subscription man yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Fred van bleed is, is part of part of the lineup um you're absolutely right um that uh scenario not to zero in on it too much but um between um scotty uh, barnes and precious achua yeah. Um, you know, uh, one a rookie, uh, the former, and then the latter, a, a second-year player who's, who who, did, who played limited minutes uh, in his rookie year uh, in Miami. This is you know these are the scenarios where the only way they can learn and improve and understand the intricacies of decision making at the highest level in crunch time is in these t- type of situations, whether the fans like to be part of it emotionally or not, it's grueling. Um, but that's really where the learning comes, right? That's where, um, as they say, uh, you know, stones are refined in the fire, yeah. right? And so um, we have to give them that, uh, the benefit of the doubt in order for them to, to learn and grow from it. Um, and if we take a macro level view of both of those players, Scotty and Precious. Bryce, after the Hellstar game, um, they've been playing incredibly well. Um, Really impressive, both of their developments, and both offensively as well as defensively. Uh, uh, Scotty, we know it, but Precious, because he doesn't always get the same type of propaganda, hoorah, attention and spotlight, His uh, defensive his attention to defensive details, um, his decision making on the offensive end has been remarkably improved from where he started in the season. Um, He still makes mistakes uh, as a young player, but um, you there's a significant leap. Um, I know that there's uh, the Blake Murphys of the world that have kind of crunched the numbers to to confirm that. But even the eye tests, Bryce, uh, he 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 passes it with wonders, and so um, again, that's me speaking forty-eight hours removed from Friday night, so um, I can you know I can look upon it with a, with more refined eyes and um, and a better spirit. But um, yeah, I mean, th- and and if this prepares us for what is to come in a post game. Uh, po- sorry, the postseason, um, you know, I'm, I'm ready for it, you know, pop. you know, this is kind of Phil, Phil Jackson, you know, uh, Coach Pop would say, Hey, the regular season is a preparation yeah. for the playoffs. Right. So it's about, you know, so um, I'm all for it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, you look at the, the game before, uh, against the Lakers, we we beat them uh, by eleven. We also had a twenty-one point lead after the first quarter. But you could argue that after that first quarter, Lakers, you know, started getting back to themselves and made it an interesting game. I don't know if it was close, but it was interesting. Uh, obviously, the the night before, or maybe uh, uh, two days before, they played the Raptors. Of course, they played the Timberwolves, and they they get blown out. Uh, And here they are back again against us in Toronto. Uh, The crowd's going nuts. Drizzy's on the sideline. And all of a sudden, uh, the memory, the muscle memory of guys like LeBron and guys like Westbrook who have broken our hearts many times before, who have, uh, you know, stole um, opportunities and confidence Um, I I question my own confidence as a husband and a father after 2018, uh, both from Westbrook and LeBron. Uh, You know, these guys have played long enough, have made massive uh, decisions and buckets in that arena, in in Scotiabank arena, that they're capable of this. Um, So –
0: Fade As away, much, yeah, Bryce. A fadeaway LeBron James fadeaway mm, three point shot in front of Raptors in front of Nick Nurse. Yeah, um, or, I think it, it was a bank shot, it was a bench shot. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of you know, there's there's something you know, there's always it's like Jordan, uh, in Madison Square Garden, right? Like, yeah regardless of how well the Knicks were playing, there was always the ghost of Jordan lingering, the specter, right? And I think the same with LeBron. He enjoys coming to the city. He has these good friends with Drake. They partied the night before. Um, Was I invited? Was I not invited? That's another question. Um, So, yeah, so it's – so I think there's some players that just, you know, play up to a different stratosphere when it's in Toronto. Now, does that have any impact on the rest of the, the remaining season? Like how, how do we pivot from that game?
1: Um, (laughs) As a team or as a podcast. (laughs) I mean, uh, both. Yeah. I mean, the other thing to, to be aware of uh, is that, You can go back to the 2014-2015 season, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and the Raptors had won – let me just make sure I've got this. They had won 11 straight games against the Lakers. Mm -hmm. Then we go to Tampa. We split those games. We won in L.A., but we lost in Tampa. Uh, Then we won in L.A. again this year, uh, just a few days before Friday night's game. And then here we are uh, losing. Now, obviously, LeBron wasn't there for the entire 11-game losing streak or, um, you know, uh, 13 out of 14 games going into Friday night's game. But we had the Lakers' number for, you know, almost an entire decade of seasons. Um, so there, there, was like this idea that, okay, at some point the Lakers are going to, you know, break this ridiculous streak. You could, you could say, well, we played in Tampa. That doesn't really count right. Uh, last year, um, when we got blown out, although the score looks like it was closer than it was, you could say that, but we had the Lakers number. We had the LeBron's number while he was on the Lakers. We even beat them in the bubble. Uh, and and they won the championship that year. Um, so A- asterisk. You, asterisk yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could say you could say all these things, right? That are, are yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but at the end of the game, and at the end of the day, for me, uh, as much as I could focus on LA, you know what I do? I always focus on the Raptors first and foremost in any game. What did we do? What did we do right? What did we do wrong? And I, when you look at the game, that one moment, yes, Precious and Scotty were probably the two guys that made the biggest errors. Um, but you can also point to some other guys. However, as you said, if we step out, we step out from that moment. Precious and Scotty both played almost career games. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. 31 and 17 from Scotty precious was three of eight from downtown in a close game played 36 minutes, had 18 points. Did we expect precious Achua to be this good at the start of the season? Um, He was also
0: defending LeBron James interchangeably
1: throughout the whole game.
0: Same like he did earlier in in the first game earlier in the week. Um, So the, again, the attention to detail, you're not going to stop LeBron James, but do you have the athletic uh, capabilities, the, the, To hang with, you know, know, um, that's incredible for a young player in this league, right? Um, I I don't think I would have wanted him to start at the start of the season because I didn't trust him. I didn't trust his um, defensive acuity, right? His attention. uh, He was overdoing it offensively. Um, but, uh, but like you said with Fred, Fred said, Hey, there's a, a bond and a pact of trust that the only way that these guys can actually develop is if you trust them to, and even in the midst yeah. of them making mistakes, I'm like, goodness gracious, again, masterclass on fatherhood on, you know, on adulthood, yeah. <laughs> um, um, trying to apply that to my own life. Um, yeah. and so, yeah, I mean, um,
1: this was a great
0: you mentioned you know we were you know you could say hey um they were without ad well we were without og and og is the one really who would be guarding lebron james right yeah he would be you know so um you know so this this team is still is still figuring things out bryce um at this late stage of the season i don't know the number off the top of my head but how many games have we had the full team together
1: right yeah.
0: and the only time we did was during that that run in January where we went on that winning streak yeah where yeah. everyone was healthy things were finally clicking i think guys uh were figuring their roles and how to complement one another um and so um so yeah so we still have a little bit more figuring out to do um, until the postseason comes Um, and that's where I think you can better evaluate the team right Um, I hope we get ourselves into outside of the play-in regardless I'm I'm I think even the play-in brings about a level of intensity and and that will then allow even Nick Nurse to make more um, sharper decisions in terms of the rotation. Guys will know their roles a little bit more. And I think there's a lot you can evaluate. You, I think you trust how Fred and Pascal are going to play. They have the experience. But now you can evaluate guys like Scotty, Gary, uh, OG. Uh, what is the center of the, who, who's going to play that center position? Right. Yeah. Um, uh, is it, Bush, you know, is it Ken Birch? Is it, Precious is it uh, Boucher, who's you know unheralded, probably our sixth man of the of the year, really, right? He's been um, after that of a start uh, of the season. He's come through the gates as I would want to resign now in the offseason, right. right? Right. So just in terms of continuity, institutional knowledge, um, and that kind of young veteran present that is needed in the locker room so and bryce we also still are integrating fad young men so yeah um, so my hopes is that um uh things will 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 cement itself in the in the final what we have 12 games left
1: 12 games remaining yeah
0: so and against good competition so that's also in which our guys can continue to to build upon what has already been um, um, established thus far, or this late in yeah. the season.
1: Yeah. Uh, this this was a game versus a Lakers team that I, I don't think, as a franchise, uh, we would see the Lakers as much of a rival. Yeah. Uh, but certainly, uh, the stakes get higher. The the intrigue. The stakes
0: get, the stakes are high shout out to de Lasso. sorry I
1: had to when uh, when we play against LeBron and to a lesser extent but but still very real against yeah. Westbrook yeah um, are there any bigger villains are there any bigger rivalries yes or 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 people that are are in that same stratosphere teams that are in that same stratosphere as lebron james as westbrook
0: yes Yes and yes uh the boston celtics paul pierce i mean right like even when paul pierce was played for the wizards (laughs) yeah even when he was in the celtic right Uh, and he played for the wizards um and he would, you know, issue statements such as we, the Raptors do not have it, right? Like it, it, it mm-hmm. he also, know, he also panders to a particular type of, um, banter that, you know, that, 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 that that pushes the knife even further. Yeah. Right. And so, so he knows, I think he knows the, 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 the dark cloud that was hovering around above us. And so, um. Paul Pierce to me is number one. Bryce, I mean, I, I would go with Paul Pierce there. Back when it was him and Vince Carter going toe to toe, rookie rookie against rookie, right? He he still had a chip on his on his shoulders. So um, kudos to him in terms of his career. But uh, yeah, he's definitely up there in terms of enemy number one. Um, LeBron James obviously goes with yeah, seeing. yeah.
1: For sure.
0: Anyone else that pops up? I mean, the, we the had rest, we had a little I, bit I of. Have, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: We had a little bit of a, a spat back and forth, uh, with Philly. Obviously, the seven game, uh, you know, the the seven game series that had Kawhi shot certainly sparked something, and then, uh, you know, into the next year. Uh, ben Simmons and and Kyle Lowry had a few confrontations. I remember Kyle Lowry asking Ben Simmons to to go back into the dressing room and have a little mono a mono. Yeah. Uh, yeah. that that would be another team. obviously not anywhere near LeBron James or Paul Pierce, but yeah. uh, you know okay. in, in in the conversation.
0: I know th- uh, and you have to put this team down Miami heat right the Miami heat as a franchise the Miami heat um going back to the days in which uh we still have Damar and Kyle um I think it's also a a team that um or that that has a coach that is very cerebral and that is a match for Nick Nurse yes um I know their roster has changed significantly over the years but yeah i would put that team we also have you know some experience uh with them in the playoffs um yeah game seven yeah uh, and uh now that they have Kalari, i think there's this 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 is this um connection that we have um familiarity yeah um
1: you know, the There's certainly teams. fear. There's certainly yeah. fear that Jimmy Butler has driven yeah. into Raptors fans. The, Even going back, yeah. yeah, going back to their Chicago days when we had yeah. a awful time oh closing gosh. games yeah. out against Chicago. I think there was like okay. a seven or eight game losing streak yep. at one point, and Jimmy yep. Butler was a big part of yep. those those Chicago Bulls teams winning. Uh, he, he was part of that Philly team as well yep. uh, yeah, that game we. Beat, seven. But But he made the bucket to tie it uh, after we missed a free throw. Absolutely. Um, So he's a character. Um, Obviously, he Uh, was part of the recruiting team that got Kyle to Miami. So that's another sticking point for Raptors fans, I'm sure.
0: Uh, I will say this team and throughout, and this is the franchise, and also, uh, um, I think this was also confirmed by. By Maasai. Um, um, and I think this also was the spark that ignited a, a huge shift for the Toronto Raptors franchise. Yes, it, and this was versus the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, yeah, right? like this, you know, the F Brooklyn. This statement that will now be a Canadian heritage moment, um,
1: <laughs>
0: it, it, because it it re, it, re, it defined our fan base. It energized yeah. our fan base, right? It it it, it was. You know, not to take you know this mantra from from Detroit, but it was essentially for us Toronto versus everybody, right? Yep. And uh, that went to that went to the very you know. And who played on that on, on that team? Paul Pierce.
1: Paul Pierce, yeah.
0: Right, and so uh, Paul Pierce, KG, um,
1: Joe Johnson. I saw Joe. Joe Johnson.
0: Oh my gosh, I still have nightmares on Joe Johnson, man. Gosh, he can come back. He can come back from retirement, Bryce, yeah. and still probably drop 20 points on any given day. And, um, goodness. Uh, yeah. So, um, Brooklyn Nets, not, a, not any particular player on that Brooklyn Nets team, but, you know, but, and, but whenever even, uh, we play against the Nets now. There's still kind of this tension there, right? And yeah. now that, and especially you know that they have uh, KD. right? Yeah, um, they have Steve Nash, right? Someone who's really close to, you know, the Canadian uh, basketball folk- folklore. Um, yeah. some some would say uh, uh, he is Canadian folklore, um, despite uh, um, some Canadian. Uh, Icon, would say. Leo Robbins, mostly. Um, (laughs) I mean... um, When the Q's
1: is in the house.
0: (laughs) I'm telling you. Uh, Kill Street, stand up. Um, Anyone else? I mean, I know Kobe. Also, the specter of Kobe. If you go
1: back a little little further. But I I don't think anyone had a, a hatred... Uh, toward Kobe, Kobe. I don't, Yeah, no, and and I don't no. because they're not in the same conference as us. Yeah. I, I think you have to put the Bucks in the rivalry conversation. You're Co- right. Coach, Bud Coach Bud is an easy target <laughs> for us, even on Twitter. If there's oh you know the Celtics fans, we like to go hard at, but the Bucks fan mm, dig Bryce, into...
0: Milwaukee social media is a target. I mean, they're, they're, there's an <laughs> element of pathetic. Yeah, pandering that they also have, and that they even can't get over the sting of losing, of, of you know, of losing in that Eastern Conference Finals, and yeah. and then the continuous pounding we give to them during the regular season. Yeah, right. Uh, we did sweep them this year, did we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Interesting.
1: And and the also just you know, uh, that in 2017 we almost blew that series. We were down two yeah. one at one point yeah. in that series. We almost blew a twenty five yeah. point lead, but we're able to pull pull that yeah. series. And but right. Middleton
0: is but Middleton is still ranked above DeMar DeRozan, right? Oh gosh. Yeah, Kevin Pelton. I'm talking to you on ESPN. Oh, yeah, Kevin God. Pelton. Yeah, I
1: guess he Kevin Pelton thinks that Chris Middleton's ahead of Pascal Siakam, yeah. uh, and he can't do anything better than Pascal Siakam outside of hit a three point shot better than Pascal. I mean. Yeah. Uh, so I think Milwaukee's got to be up there. Um, now, in in respect to uh, the the end of the season, and more importantly to to the play in playoffs, um, if there was a team you would want to beat in that first round. Um, or maybe even the play-in. Maybe maybe yeah. that's a a a place that you'd want to pick at. If there was one team that you if if you knew you were going to beat them that you just relish in it the most, would it be the Bucks? Is there somebody else mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. that top four mm-hmm. in the East? Boston Celtics. Oh gosh, yeah, they've been I, playing a, great basketball too. I know,
0: I know, I know. And, and and just because they're playing great basketball, they're yeah. suddenly being yeah. part of a. A championship discourse. And I'm like, goodness yeah, um, gracious, relax, yeah. man. They're just having a good streak in regular season, which a team yeah. that wants to aim for the playoffs should have, yeah. right? Like relax. Um, there's still a lot of holes in this roster. Uh, um, uh, kudos to first year coach. Yeah. Um, who's been, who, who's had, who had a, you know, struggling roster at the start and kind of rebounded uh but you know price as you know to win in this league in the postseason is a struggle and um um, and so uh, i and i want to have a you know the a revenge
1: from the um payback uh, from the bubble I'm sure Pascal um, does too. I'm sure he's yeah. licking his lips thinking about the yeah. last 12 games, a chance Absolutely. to catch Boston. Yeah. in, the, in the Absolutely. Room.
0: And I, and I have to correct myself. I said, I said that Jalen Brown was going to be out for the season due to injury. Yep. And no, that wasn't the case. So I'm glad he's to see front. him playing well. Um, yeah. Kudos to all that he does even out beyond the court. Right. He's yep. just An exceptional, uh, um, citizen, um, and uh, so, yeah, so it's definitely boston Bryce, fan. And if it's there's any play-in positioning, it would be with Brooklyn. I right, do if do, we could
1: beat Brooklyn. Yeah,
0: if we can beat Brooklyn um, for seeding. And then obviously the Milwaukee Bucks, but just because they're, you know, I don't want to say an easy, an easy punching bag. But I think we match up well against them. I think mm-hmm. there's kind of a psychological effect that we have against some of their top players whether beyond just Giannis I, I'm looking at Middleton um I'm looking at uh Brook Lopez, Bobby, Portis. Bobby Portis um they also have uh Sergio Baca now right so it'd be great Crazy. to see him roll into the Scotiabank arena for a few games uh dressed to the T. um and um I think he's a fan he'll always be a fan favorite um I, and you know this is not a question that you asked but i will uh, i'll ask this i'll flip it to you is there a team that you do not want to see and i know mm. the team that i there's I'm, I'm on the border with this i would love to play have an opportunity for us to play against the Miami Heat, and, right. and for fred to go head-to-head against kyle lowry i think that would be fantastic for his um learning curve and growth mm-hmm. um and as, as a team, I actually think it would be a great challenge for our, our continued development, Bryce. Mm-hmm. But for a first-round man matchup, for if I have my hopes to move on and beat them, that may not be the case. Because I don't know if we have um, what it takes with our young roster uh, to go against a more veteran-laden team like um, like the uh,
1: Miami Heat. Yeah, certainly I, I don't think... Any of the, the top teams, uh, I guess now that that Boston uh, stands as, as the four seed, but if I'm thinking of who are the teams that are the best teams when healthy in the East, uh, Milwaukee, Miami, Philly, and uh, Brooklyn are those teams. Uh, I don't think we'd be favored against any of those teams, but I will say that if – I could avoid them until the Eastern Conference Finals. The team that I would pick would be the the, the, the Brooklyn Nets. I I think that they just got so much firepower. And there's, you know, I think there's, uh, with with KD and Kyrie, there's, uh, you know, Raptors kind of like a deer in the headlights. We'd have that kind of feeling uh, as we did in 2019 when KD came back. Um, yeah. For for that uh, game five in the finals, yeah. Uh, yeah. so that that would be a team. Plus, they got Drogic, and uh, that would be Patty miserable to, to lose to him. But yeah, yeah Patty Mills, little, Just, just quickly,
0: How do you th- how do you see Ben Simmons fitting in um, with that roster? Uh, we we is- have we have. There's no evidence on whatsoever, no. Bryce. There's no tape. There's no even practice footage on where he fits in with that roster.
1: And, and I, as correct me if I'm wrong, I think he has practice, but I don't think, uh, I, don't think he practice, in, yeah. right? I don't think he's coming in. Right. I don't think he's coming into the team anytime soon. I, I haven't heard. That's, um, nice. That's very odd, very odd with
0: less than 15 games left. Yeah. that he has yet to suit up um, yeah. and almost kind of trial, draw by fire in the postseason or in the latter
1: part of the season but um, yeah my guess is he doesn't he doesn't play in in the playoffs that's my guess now could could he uh you know in the in the second round uh you know come off the bench uh as he's kind of getting himself back possibly but i, I think they're just looking toward next season uh, i them. actually do
0: i actually think it's uh I, I actually think it's a maneuver. I think, I think Steve Nash is incredibly bright as a mm-hmm. both basketball player and coach. I actually and, and the toughest thing about this is how do you scout um, him within the context of the Brooklyn Nets, right? And so, um, and if you remember last year with what the Brooklyn Nets had on the court with, along with um, – James Harden uh, and Kyrie Irving, who were out due to injury at various points in the playoffs and how lethal they still were Mm -hmm. with their role players, right? Um, It's interesting when you put Ben Simmons within that context, how lethal can he be, right? Because it -hmm. it lessens the certain responsibilities that he had with the Sixers. I know he's not a a floor spacer so he, you won't worry about him shooting but what other elements can he do and know this he's also all world when it comes down to defense yeah so um there's a versatility that he has that could still be utilized so i still think that that's like a card that he has in his back pocket Steve right nash speaking um and um, and you know, and you know kd speaks for himself man and he he could be playing he could be playing for the YMCA yeah. um, men under fifty, team. right, and um, and he, I'll still be concerned, man. Yeah, like he, yeah. he just has that effect. He Definitely. always has that effect, and as he's gotten better over the course of his career, he's he's been doing it on both ends, right? Not just offensively, but defensively. Incredibly underrated player, yeah, um, or defender. So.
1: Okay. all right, all right. well got we, we we did this uh before the west coast trip all right Hit me. Uh, we talked about who you know what what our record would be i think i said three and three uh you, you might have said four and two or, or five and one uh i i think you just had a, a lot of confidence optimistic in, absolutely yeah uh what we could pull off so here, here's what The final games, and you were right, there's some monster games coming up in in the last uh, eight or nine, uh, you know, the next eight or nine games. But here's our last 12 games. Philly tonight, Chicago tomorrow, Cleveland next Thursday, March 24th. Also, uh, Costa Rica, Canada, for those who are interested. Uh, Indiana, Boston on the 28th minnesota who's playing great basketball we go down to orlando for a night come back up to face miami atlanta philly on april 7th uh the second back-to-back in 12 games the only two back-to-back games uh you know i said chicago on monday and then uh april 8th against houston and we finish the season at madison square garden we have 12 games remaining Four games on the road. I thought we had that New York game at home. I was mistaken. So a lot of home games. A, a chance after this back-to-back to go Cleveland, Indiana, Boston, Minnesota at home. So lots of opportunity to get comfortable at home. Lots of opportunity to play teams who are in the playoffs, obviously Philly, Chicago, Cleveland, uh, Boston, Minnesota, Miami, gosh, there's a lot of teams, plus the second Philly game, even Atlanta's in the play-in. So this is the time to really turn it up, get OG back. But what are your thoughts? What are some predictions about how many wins we will get to close out the season? Yeah, before I
0: talk about wins, um, I also have to look at what our roster makeup will look like Yeah. Um, in terms of uh, managing players um health and and, and minutes right um, load management which has been a thing now um will Fred sit out for a percentage of those games um right I, I think probably that three would,
1: or four would be my
0: guess yeah, exactly and that, my concern is 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 Malachi Flynn coming back you know what's his timeline in terms of yeah his, I think his return.
1: I think Cleveland on the 24th is likely his timeline. Okay. So, and
0: that's important. You know, I know he has a, he's, he's had a, a series of solid games uh, when Fred was out and some people would say, well, it's a minuscule aspect, but no, it plays an important role. I don't think he'll have a significant role come the postseason, season, but it, it does mean that Fred can at least comfortably rest and we can provide some solid point guard minutes right um that otherwise would go to pascal or scotty yep. yep um so that's important og's return right yeah so uh, that's a whole
1: conversation so that's a whole that conversation we'll have to
0: have. exactly so how does uh, at what point does he return and and and, and gel into uh, and reassert himself back into the team chemistry
1: Mm-hmm. Um, i've heard chicago or cleveland is likely the time he returns okay next week so
0: i so that will answering those questions will then allow us to have a better sense of how we end the season i also yeah. know the teams that we're playing especially in the eastern conference who are at least at the top um top seeded teams let's say in miami let's say um the you know, the 76ers. They don't really need to kind of jostle for positioning because they're comfortably in the top four. Right? So I also expect some of these teams to rest some of their key players, right? A Kyle Lowry, for example. Yeah, um, Safe to say, someone like James Harden may need some rest as well uh, at this stage of his career. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid, who has really solidified himself as um, I, I think the the media darling of the MVP discourse, so I don't think he has anything else more to prove. So he may be sitting out. Now I'm not saying this as a way to circumvent competition or if the Toronto Raptors will have an easier schedule. I'm just saying that I think those factors will then lead to how Nick Nurse will coordinate the roster. All that yeah. to say, I think we, I think we are, a, we go above 500, right? Yeah in in the course of the final stretch um we and the losses that i'm hoping that we that do um uh um the the, you know make up in the or the games that are in the loss column at least for us are are more competitive games against the top tier teams like none of this like losing against the orlando magic or houston rockets right right those are those are opportunities for our young core to develop and for Nick Nurse to experiment with a few things and for load management. So even a game against the Orlando Magics or Houston Rockets, I expect someone like Pascal to sit out. I'm gonna be honest, like let get yeah. OG back and then sit Pascal, right? And uh um and work some actions with um with Gary, right? Cause I I really really feel Gary needs to get into the postseason on a positive note finding his groove offensively because if that guy struggles shooting the ball like he did for a couple of games i think it'll be tough because as you know with the playoffs man it's tight scouting reports are probably at its ultimate and um and it will be good for his for his for his uh for his um his confidence um, I know that was a very long answer to your, to, but to your question. But um, yeah, I see us. I see us above five hundred.
1: Yeah, I think realistically speaking, you know, seven and five, eight and four, kind of makes sense to finish the season. Uh, I will say, as I've said before, and I know I do this kind of every season, uh, and I do this with every game. If I get a prediction correct. Uh, I usually talk about it quite a bit. Uh, It's terrible of me. It's petty of me, but I do it, and it's just part of my personality. But I called 46 games at the start of the season. If they win seven, they go seven and five, that puts them on 46. I'd actually like them to win more. Uh, Don't get me wrong. I'd love the Raptors to go eight and four, nine and three, and me to be wrong in this situation. Um, But I did say 46. I was hoping we'd win that lakers game and that would just set us up perfectly to go above 46 wins uh but i think that's realistic now the schedule as it is with all the competition obviously we could go below we could go five and seven but i have a sneaking suspicion that with the games coming fast and furious and the intensity of these games uh turning up I think it's very possible we catch Cleveland in the next five or six games, and even go past them in the next seven or eight games. Any so thoughts on that? At,
0: that would that put us at six.
1: That would so put us out of out. the play-in and into the playoffs. Yeah, and and
0: who's who's third in the standing?
1: Third. Well, they're kind of Philly and the and the Bucks. Philly and Milwaukee are yep. kind of battling. Forth. Yeah. Okay. Um. It's all tight there. I think oh, Miami uh, has a bit of a cushion, but yeah.
0: Honestly, I didn't mention this team, but um, I am very comfortable, Bryce. Incredibly yes, comfortable, we've actually,
1: talked about this against <laughs> earlier in the season.
0: <laughs> yeah, going against uh, our Doc Rivers-coached team.
1: Oh gosh, we who, didn't talk about I them. I thought you were going to go with the uh, Bulls. Uh, the Bulls,
0: the Bulls as well. I think they. It would be a great homecoming for Demar. Yep. Yep. to play against the Toronto Raptors uh, a legend um, who will always uh, be endearing to our fan base and to the organization um, however uh, they're still a relatively young team you know yeah uh, with a lot you know Lonzo ball and Zach Levine um, and that roster and um, and Billy Don- Donovan has proven himself as a as a really exceptional coach in this league but you know, this is his first foray in the Eastern Conference, um, in the playoffs. So we'll see. But beyond Chicago Bulls, Bryce, we know this man, Doc Rivers. You, you can yeah. give Michael. You can give He's him uh, You can give him Michael Jordan um, <laughs> eighty-seven, and he will find a way to 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 to, to just bobble, bobble yeah. that that series. I, I don't know how you lose with a. 87 version of Michael Jordan in his probably the, the upstart of his prime. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um,
0: but you know, um, you know, so regardless of how fantastical my, you know, example is, I just think that Nick nurse can coach against an outcoach yeah. doc rivers. Yeah. And aside from Joel and B, there's no one else. It's very intimidating.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, now that the Bulls have gone two and eight in their last 10 Lonzo ball, likely likely not returning in the regular season. He has not responded well to really? re- rehab. Correct. They, oh, they had a timeline for him. That was going to be next week. Patrick Williams will return next week, but Good. Lonzo ball will not. Um, uh, and the Celtics going eight and two they are They're just turning it up right now. Uh, I was hoping it could be the Bulls wraps about five games ago. And, I had this this dream of Demar Derozan being at the free throw line, Game Six in Toronto, down seven or eight points, you know, uh, fifty seconds to go, and the crowd chanting MVP for Demar. Really? Um, even though even though we're up three two in the series and we're about to win Game Six and end there. Just season just out of just out of just, endearment. Just out it, of- it, it, exactly.
0: Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> That's that's what a, you're you're a hopeless romantic man. I know. I am, man. As a sports fan. Like, uh, <laughs> like but the Celtics
1: look like prime for the four Rudy, Rudy. seed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. For anyone that doesn't know that reference, it's the sports classic.
1: Take it in. Take uh, it in. Notre Dame football fighting. Yeah, against. so so I think it's, it's very possible the teams that we'll get are our biggest rivals. Sixers in the two seed right now by a game up on the Bucks, who are a game up on the Celtics. I mean, those are the teams that we rival with the most. Those are the teams who would yeah. like taking shots at the most, including their coaches. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And here we go. It's, it's likely going to be one of those three teams. The Heat are up two games on the Sixers. So the chances of the Heat falling further behind – the chances as uh, knowing how professional and how uh, prepared they are for games. the Sixers, on the other hand, uh, they, we get them twice. So how tasty would it be to start the, you know turning up the rivalry meter right now against them? They get beat by us one or two times in the last 12 games, and, and the bucks sneak past them who just got Robin Lopez Sorry, Brooke Lopez back to the lineup.. Yeah. Um, who knows, those, man? And,
0: yeah, and those teams are going to sit down. They're top players. We we know how the regular season, at the end of the regular season, how the the shake up, right? right. Uh, and we do the same. Um, we just um, and uh, but I think for me, it's Fred getting the necessary rest that's required. Um, and uh, but yeah, I'm 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 totally optimistic Bryce, I'm totally optimistic ending the season. Yeah. I, that, and that had a lot that has less to do with the, the jostling in the standings that has more to do with uh, the uh, the development arc of the team right especially our young guys to me if our young guys were still struggling, we're talking Scotty um, or hit in the wall because Scotty hasn't really had a stretch where he's been struggling. I think there's just been um, stretches during games and then uh, a, co- a couple of games that he'd been inconsistent in a back-to-back. But uh, the guys like Precious or or Chris Boucher, Ken Birch is his has picked it up. I think Gary Trent has gotten his groove back, and his name isn't Stella. Um, so I I think I'm I'm optimistic that this will continue to be an upswing for us. At the end of the season. <laughs> uh, bring Brooklyn along, man. Bring anybody. We're ready. Let's, Let's go. go.
1: Let's go. Uh... It's, it's, it's been a ride, um, and certainly an unpredicted one in many ways with uh, the way COVID protocols have gone, with, with yeah. injuries. We mentioned Lonzo Ball, obviously, with our own team. Uh, OG Ananobi is, was hurt uh, for an extended period of time this season. Uh, there are players returning, uh, like Kyrie Irving. There's restrictions yeah. being loosened in various states. Um, there's drama as always is the case in the NBA, but you just don't know where it's going to come from and who's going to say what, um, I'm sure in these last 12 games, even for the Toronto Raptors, there will be, you know, an unpredictability about Mm. what's going to happen. And Mm. I think we could say we, you know, there's a range we could go as low as four and eight in the next 12, we could go nine and three, maybe at the high end. Mm-hmm. And, and shock some teams like the Bulls, and and find ourselves in that five seed to play against our biggest rival, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, mm-hmm. and the entire Celtics fan base. Let's be honest. Does mm-hmm. um, Brad Stevens Brad after Stevens, game? I know you're not after game, game four. four. You're, you're the, come you're down exact- to the box. sidelines. Yeah, you
0: executive <laughs> We know you're watching. We know you're, you're biting it, your nails. We know you're biting it- your nails, man. I know you're staying up at two a.m. You know, <laughs> trying to figure out different types of you know roster assortments, and you're sending emails to coach your, you know, um, hey, to consider just in case you know you match up with the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> we know you're staying up at night. We know you're talking to your therapist twice a week. We know you're, you know, we we know you're stressed, man
1: if if we somehow <laughs> get up 3-1 in that series through the first four games brice brad stevens fire a duco duca
0: shout outs to coach Aduka duca and his um <laughs> and his um amazing partner um miss uh, miss long um put respect <laughs> on her name um there's no Educa without Neil Long. I'm just gonna mention that, okay? So Brad
1: Stevens, you. I think this treating... is the third time <laughs> you've said this on on James
0: You better be treating that family well, man. I'm, I'm just gonna put that out there. Um, does that have anything to do with playoff standings or no? But um, <laughs> let me get back on track. Um, no, I, I think uh, if we're up three-one, I have a friend who's just outside of um, uh, Boston. Um, I won't name his name. Um, I will probably send him a note to be like, hey right. man, I'm gonna take a drive down to Boston. Yeah. I want I, w- I wanna see us, I wanna see this beat Boston, eliminate them from the playoffs. That will probably be a feeling, one of the top feelings of the Toronto Raptors fan. Right like, to eliminate the Boston Celtics in the playoffs. That if,
1: will bring if we
0: joy if, that will bring in champions oh, yeah.
1: they may be children being birthed eight months yeah. later. Without a doubt. If we were to beat Boston, especially if we beat them in Boston in like yeah. a game five, game seven yeah. scenario, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, it's easy to say that if we were to lose to the Miami Heat in the second round, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't We've matter. already done everything we wanted to do this season. <laughs> Some people would say, well, your
0: your success metric is quite low. No, no, no. It's quite high. It's quite yeah. high, actually.
1: This is a coastal elite. This yeah. is a team with mul- you know, all stars, multiple seasons. This is a team exactly. uh, that that you know, I mean, ESPN, you know, fondles over and and, and falls for uh, every year. This is a team that Simmons, we have to hear Paul Pierce about every year. Who's the dark horse? Who's your pick for the championship yeah. this season?
0: Bill Simmons is ready to bet the mortgage his assets. Yeah. Uh, this is Pascal's
1: revenge. Game. Serious.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. This is uh this could very well be uh you know a coming out party in the postseason yep. for Scotty Barnes versus uh Jason Tatum, right? Yep. to just to give kind of Jason Tatum the wink to be like, oh and I'm gonna be one of the top wing players in this league. I, I'm gonna be top five.
1: Th- this year. could be precious Achua, uh you know uh, allowing the reincarnation of Serge Ibaka to happen within him. And he gets into a fist fight with Marcus smart or Robin Williams. (laughs) Uh,
0: um, Yeah, absolutely. Man. I, 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 uh, I want, I want all the drama. Yeah. Um, Give me the uh, smoke of that Celtics team. Absolutely. especially Especially the smoke coming from Steve, uh, uh, Brad Stevens', Brad Stevens uh, yeah. fifth cigarette at 2 a.m., <laughs> stressing himself out.
1: Uh, Danny Ainge would would call him to take a trip to the Salt Lake City Mormon Temple if that happened. Okay. Uh, Question to you: yeah. um,
0: Jurassic Park will yeah. be revived uh, uh, now that things are opening up. We're in the playoffs. We're back in the city. Drake has cornrows. He has a new look. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean. This is going to, hey, you know what I mean. Shoot. Sure. like I, uh, I think we need to make a Jurassic Park um, appearance. I think, I think we need to give the the, the, the listeners what they what they want. Right. Maybe they don't. Maybe they they don't <laughs> know this that they that they want this. A, a, a snippet, a recording. Yes at jurassic park
1: i I think that's only appropriate
0: the right thing to do based on morality
1: things
0: good in the universe
1: yeah give the people what they want that's what this pod is about uh should we see uh, a game four up to one in the first round uh likely there will be a jurassic park visit um that would be that would be massive. Um, you know, there are people who record at stadiums, pregame, postgame, and I think you know Toronto fans, uh, Toronto podcasting listeners are begging for this. Uh, I think YouTube watchers are are begging for this. Uh, we've had people approach us about uh, filming us uh, reacting to games on YouTube. We haven't done it yet. Maybe this is the moment. I think it's only appropriate to do it.
0: I'm not doing this for myself. I'm just going to put it out there. But, um, it, Can we get
1: sponsorships asking... for a trip to Toronto to Jurassic Park?
0: <laughs> at, a whole, at a hotel, you know what I mean? But be put up at a hotel and, and be uh, provided a driver and everything. Goodness gracious. We're, we're talking a whole new level. Um, but uh, one game at a time. I think we have the Sixers tonight. And uh, yeah, we have yeah. this. And so keep our feet on the ground and um, – and, and and roll through we're, we're playing at home too right we're playing no at we're on the, on the road for the next yeah, two we're games. in games okay all right philly and chicago okay yeah all
1: right all right man well enjoy the rest of your sunday we certainly have uh taken a lot of Uh, time here on Sunday to just, yeah, yeah, we haven't uh, had a chance to talk this, this week. So after our, our, our mistaken for an Uber situation last week uh, this is, this is a a, a beautiful opportunity to, to go at it. Um, Apparently Joel and bead is in question uh, for tonight's game. Uh, We might even see um, a couple other players from, the sixers out so yeah it, it should be an interesting one let's hope that we can make the most of it rebound after the loss against the lakers and uh, get into the w column again sounds good all right man peace kind yourself peace